Okay, Christians, types of Christians, new Christians, non-new Christians, and everything else in between. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. This is one of the bits. First bit. Okay. Talking about that girl, Je uh, Jay, or Jessica. I don't know how I'm gonna address her anymore. Okay, she is a new Christian in the sense of she was sinful, blah, blah, blah. And they were, she was, um, she was, uh, okay. Her bubble of where she lived and understanding influences. This girl is basically becoming a nurse. Does not have the basic knowledge or was just playing around with the basic knowledge of science in the sense of allergies, particulates, or like airflow and basic knowledge of common sense stuff. Her phrasing, when, when we were talking about pollen, was just avoid it. Like pollen was a car. Just avoid the car. We talk about scriptures one day. And then she says, oh, I can't tell you that. Because, because it's, it's this part of the Bible and I want you to read it. And it's like a secret in the Bible and stuff. I'm like... Girl, do you not understand the word of God is supposed to be shared and that you're supposed to spread the love of God, the word of God, and preach and you are fishermen of humans. I know it, the actual word is you're fishermen, you are fishermen of men, you are fishing men, but it's, 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 it's a weird phrasing whenever this comes to this context because she's a girl and I'm a guy and yeah I mean I'm not going to spread more <clears throat> there's the Christians that are long life Christians in the sense they were literally born within the church and gone to church ever since whenever and they've never done any alcohol or drugs or at least hard drugs like mar like quote marijuana and other drugs the only drugs they've ever done or majorly been around would be tobacco and alcohol or soda and coffee or caffeine like energy drinks or Advil or prescribed medicine and stuff like that that's the only thing they've ever really done and and then all of a sudden they all of a sudden their perspective opens up because all of a sudden something snaps and then all of a sudden they like they either get molested or they get raped or they just like a switch just one day flips on them because they're just so stressed that they just go out berserk in the sense of cursing and to grab a drink to eat 
or like drugs or something and other things like that. And or and then you have the Christians that are the closeted Christians in the sense that they are either LBGT, blah blah blah, and they're still Christian and they're in the closet because of that because their quote community would not accept them because of the because of that because they'll get ostracized and they don't want to be ostracized from that. Then you have the LBGT Christians who are actually whatever your blah blah blah, gay, homosexual, whatever, or trans or whatever the word is. I I'm not up to date on these terms. I don't. I don't know. Would it be rainbow? I have no idea. Anyway, classic scenario. This is one of a guy that was I am slightly related to in the sense of by long lineage cousins, um, who's older than me. He was his way it was portrayed. He was always straight in the sense of guy. He was heterosexual. And he goes to college in another state, and it come comes out that I find out through another friend that's I'm really close to that he's gay. I'm like, oh, I never knew. Oh well, good for him, kind of deal. I wasn't, I wasn't, sh I wasn't really shocked. I wasn't surprised. I wasn't angry. I wasn't sad for him. I wasn't anything like that. But I knew the other assholes in the church, quote, church community. But I didn't say anything. I didn't want to do anything about it. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. Kind of deal. I was just surprised. Not mad surprised, not sad surprised, not angry surprised. Just, oh, okay. Didn't, I didn't care. I still love the guy. He's a good guy and everything like that. And he's still Christian in the sense that, in the sense that he still believed in God and prayed for, prayed and worshipped and everything. He just likes another dude. I don't care. I really don't care. I work with a couple, a, a, a couple, a couple lesbians. Perfect. I don't care. I honestly don't care. As long as you're literally not trying to break the law in the sense of murder, rape, or molestation, I'm fine with you. That's the only thing. If it's not those kind of things, I do not care what you affiliate with yourself, pronouns, blah, blah, blah. Couldn't care less. You also have the old Christians who are hypocritical in the sense that they say one thing, and their actions immediately do something different. Then you also have the pastors who are completely idiots in the sense that they will praise the word of God, and they will read from the Bible, and then they will give their devotion, which is nothing but their uh, opinion of the passage or uh, opinion of the situation of what's going on around you, or they will spout their politics in the sense of their sermon, and they would say, God gave me this sermon, and, and God gave me these answers and stuff. And it's like, uh, bitch, 
You just wrote this shit down in like 30 minutes to a week, and that's all you did because, and then you, and then you claimed God gave you these these words. Uh, that's majority. I'm not saying all. I'm not saying all. I said majority. Majority. Not all. Not all. Pastors in America and most of the pastors on TV. If they're on the television cable network and it's not like an indie cable network in the sense of local, local TV of a church and it's going to be like a massive, massive church that is on a massive kind of network in the sense of massive churches and stuff. Yeah, and if it's a pastor asking for money in the sense of offerings and and saying certain things that deals with the offering, that's not a good guy. It, that's just a scam artist and a guy who got caught up too much in the, in, in the uh, money problem and the money situations and stuff. Uh uh, those guys. You got those kind of Christians. Oh, oh, that's slightly different categories in the same kind of bracket. But, and then you also have the Christians that are um, just stuck up and since they and they say, Oh, I'm a non-denominational person. and But yet they came from a Lutheran or Baptist or Methodist or Catholic or... Uh, is it Protestant? I can't remember. There's a, there's a lot of fucking denominations of Christianity. Uh, the main ones I know is Baptist, Lutheran, Methodist, Pentecostal Holiness. My The church I technically belong to is Pentecostal Holiness. Let's see. Living Word Pentecostal Holiness is the full title of the... Of the that's the full title of... Of the denomination that I am a member of, in the sense that I've joined and was raised inside that bracket of church, in the sense that that bracket, we believe in speaking in tongues, and have and majority of the time, if not all the time, there's always going to be a caller, a talker, and a receiver if there's a movement of the Holy Spirit. We praise and worship loud. Uh, lots more praise and worship than the actual pastor preaching. And uh, depending on who's actually doing the praise and worship, the songs are going to be actually good in the sense of a good up-tempo. But the majority of the time, uh, lately, or, or when, the, quote, the word of God is moving, the music slows down, the volume gets low, and everybody's just quiet praying. Basically, basically a lullaby for everybody to fall asleep when they're praying. Whenever the whenever the pastor preach, especially when certain pastors preach, they say is make a loud noise, praise and worship God, the, the horns, blow the horns, and everything else. That means when you're praising and worshiping, you're never supposed to be quiet. You're never supposed to slow down the tempo. You're always supposed to be loud. You're always supposed to have an up tempo. You're always supposed to be praising and worship God and all, all this other stuff. You're never, well, I can't say never. Well, you're not supposed to immediately quiet down. You're not supposed to change the tempo to a slow song. Especially if it's a song 
that is supposed to be up slightly up tempo, you're not supposed to immediately go monotone when you're singing it. Why? Why must you do this? I am an ADD person in this with what I call lazy narcolepsy. The only reason I say these things is because when I'm in church, when I'm sitting down doing nothing but trying to listen, I will fall asleep. I don't care. I will fall asleep. I don't care what you say, what you good, what's good or not. I will fall asleep. In the in the snap of fingers and a drop of a hat whatever you want however you want to say the phrase. I will fall asleep. I've done this in school countless times. One of the main probably one of the main reasons why I got all C's and B's and a couple A's. Back to the all these other things. I haven't been in enough uh, other denominations, churches enough. I haven't been in enough of them to understand all their sermons and their uh, equal sensities. Um, you also got the rich Christians in the sense they got a giant business that's outside of the church in the sense that it's an actual business that actually does, makes money like trucking business or some other business and they donate to the church. Or they, or they donate in general, and they actually have a good heart, and they actually give away their money, and they have a lot of a lot of employees. They have to pay, and they're good people. They got those kind of Christians. Then you got the Christians that are also supposed to be supposed to be money, have a lot of money, but they don't donate enough. Or when they do donate, it's every like once a month or something like that, just so they can maybe. My, this is my me speculating here. My, my speculation is, oh, they're donating over once in a while just so they can have tax off, right, right off, tax right, tax write offs. Um. Then you got, then you have the deacon, deacon Christians in the sense that they love good, works of service as their love of love and and stuff, uh, affection for love and stuff like acts of service kind of deal. And they like, and they what they do is they, and what and what they do is they, they'll lock. They're either voted in or elected or ask if they can, and they lock. They, they make sure the doors are locked. They make sure the bathrooms are clean. The living rooms are clean. The hallways are swept or vacuumed. They make sure the walls are wiped down if they need to be wiped down windows that need to be wiped down if they need to be wiped down inside and out and also they help make sure the grass is mowed when it needs to be mowed or leaves picked up and leaves need to be picked up or make sure the trash out is out of the park out of the out of the parking lot if there's ever any trash by whatever coincidence or accident or whatever and then they and they clean up or they'll and they cook and clean whenever it's time to cook and clean, and then and stuff like that. That that's that's a deacon. That's a deacon Christian. Those are my one of my favorite Christians in the sense of that because those are majority of the time those are humble guys, old guys, or just work guys who love working with their hands, and they. Praise and worship God with their own words or own actions because they help with that stuff. 
Then you got the then you got the youth pastor guys. Those guys, depending on how their personality, and depending if they have kids or not, change dramatically about certain things. The youth pastor now is a good guy, but also an idiot. And also is too self-centered for for his own kids. In the sense that his oldest is not that bright. Also is sort of a spoiled brat. And to a certain extent, I don't know full story. I honestly don't know full story. But what I've heard through hearsay and stuff like that, and by third party, is that I... His Otis is a spoiled brat in the sense that he thinks he can get away with a lot of things. And he and that he can and he can get away scot free in certain situations. In the sense of grades not being that great and all this other stuff. And his dad's always on his case to get better grades, to be a better person and everything else. So and and half and not half, but like a couple times would cover his back if he did do something wrong, but then lecture him immediately after. And then his youngest just is too spoiled in the sense of the the mom doesn't spoil him that much, but the mom is sort of an absentee-minded person, and in the sense of she's a snob to other people when it comes to praise and worship. Or other things to happen, and it's just uh, it's a eh moment. And then there's um, eh, it's an icky situation. I don't know how to fully say. Eh. I'm not gonna say names. Just eh. mom, mom. I find more eh than than the guy. Ugh. But then you got all kinds of other Christians. Then you got this one pastor. I love this pastor. He's... Is Boston? I know he's a New York pastor. I know he's a New York pastor because he comes down with his missionary stuff. Because um, he helps actual kids in the slums. In, the, in like big cities or not big cities and stuff like that. And he'll actually help these third world places but he'll also help the kids in the projects he'll help the kids in the is it the projects it's the low income people he'll it's the it's the um i don't know the actual good right terms for it basically it's low income slums uh ghettos projects, uh, crack houses, heroin houses, drunk houses, abusive family things, uh, runaways, mental people. He helps a lot. He actually physically and financially helps these people. He loves these people and, and he'll embrace these people. 
he's actually had people actually try to kill him. And he's actually told his stories about people trying to kill him. Or just stray shots. Kill, almost almost killing him. Kind of deal. It'd be like millimeters away kind of from a vital organ or vein or something kind of thing. In the sense that he'd be in a situation. And he'd just be walking by and all of a sudden he happened to be a passerby or something. And there'd be a shootout near his house or something and all of a sudden he gets caught on the ricochets and stuff or or other things and it's just miraculous in the sense of the stories but it's stuff stories that you can actually believe but also you're like a little suspicious but you can like no I can actually believe that and plus he can actually he actually can show receipts with his actual actions in the sense that it actually helps and the one of the best phrases that actually I understood, and he said the two main phrases that I remember that came out of his mouth when he preached for for our church is the first ra- phrase I remember. I know it came from his mouth, but I can't remember when exactly he said it or how. It was like, "Stop praising the devil. Stop blaming the devil." If you blame the devil, you're praising the devil. That I'm I'm obviously paraphrasing, but that's the way I understood it. That's the way I took it. I told my father that one day when we were walking into church and my dad was blaming the devil for something. I said, Dad, you're blaming the devil is giving the devil power. Stop blaming the devil. And he got my dad got ticked. My mom got a little ticked. And not understanding what the hell I was saying. And I'm like, what I said was truth. What I said was reality. Because my dumb father, my dumb mother, blamed the devil and praised God in those situation in certain situations, they don't understand. Humans are humans. It doesn't matter if it's the God or the devil that it happens in the situation. You are, a human is forgetful. A human makes mistakes. It's not always the devil's fault for people making mistakes. It's not always God's fault or praise or blessing that something good always happens. Or it may be that way or something like that. It's a human problem, especially with the mundane shit. It's not the devil. It's not God. It's a human thing. And... The devil gets praised when we say, oh, it's the devil's fault. And the, and God gets praised whenever the good stuff happens. It's the human's fault for the middle problem. And the human makes the decision if it goes to God or God or devil. That is why I understood it. And the second one definitely happened. And sort of quiet the church. And I was like, yes, thank you for saying that. It's like... Why are you guys not cursing? You might be cursing outside of this building. Why are you guys not cursing? I can't stand it when you guys don't curse. I'm obviously paraphrasing because I can't remember the exact phrase, but I know it's along those lines because he's a he's a Yankee in the sense he's up near Boston and the project and all this stuff. Everybody curses. Even in the sermons, in the sense of passion, a curse word may fly out. No one fucking cares. 
This is real humanity in the sense if someone's passionate and a curse word flies, no one gives it it. No one gives a flying shit, fuck, whatever. If it's like this, they don't give a damn. And damn is not a fucking curse word. I don't freaking care. What the idiots and the fucking Christian community or anybody else that's a fucking overtimer. Damn is not a curse word. Damn is a word meaning to express yourself in the sense of an actual literal water dam. Or it means excitement. It means it means shut up. It means an emphasis to what you are saying. It's like putting an exclamation mark without saying the exclamation mark. That is what the word damn means. It can mean excitement in the sense of surprise or fear or dread or hey in the sense of an expression of onomatopoeia. That is what the word damn means. Too many idiots think the word damn means fuck or shit or cunt. It could mean those. But it usually doesn't mean that. It's usually an onomatopoeia to mean an exclamation mark, which is that line in your keyboard that you may have remembered from grade school, if you ever remember that far back, that hardly everybody and nobody uses except in text format on social media when they want to be that. In the sense that they'll say, oh my gosh, or oh my god. They'll say that. They won't say the word damn because they think the word damn is a curse word. No, that's not a curse word. The curse word is, oh my God, oh, like, oh my God is a is actually supposed to be a curse word. But no one uses it as a curse word because too many people on TV took away the, quote, power of God or the power of Jesus in the sense there's too many denominations. They didn't just use those words because too many, quote, Christians use those words as actual fucking curse words in their sentence because they won't technically want to curse. So if someone like stumps their toe, they'll be like, oh, praise the Lord, or praise Jesus, or God damn, or, or they'll be saying, God, Jesus Christ, or they will say Jesus' name trying to praise Jesus, trying to get over this damn feeling, that, or this freaking feeling that they have in their toe because they stumped their toe or something bad or semi-exciting would happen and they'll say Jesus Christ Jesus Christ or God damn and all this other stuff they'll be doing that phrasing that is the literal phrase that you can sum up in one fucking word damn but the other reason why they don't want to use the word damn is because they'll be like God damn it or damn to hell, or something like that. That is literally my fucking idiotic father's main problem is because of that phrase, damn to hell. Damn them to hell is basically the phrase and stuff like that. That is a curse word in Russian in the sense of his personal belief. And other, quote, Christians' belief is that's the reason why they don't want to say damn. is because they're quote, damning them to hell in, in that phrase. That's the main reason why. 
damn, in the sense of the word damn, is not to damn them to hell. It's supposed to be damn them from hell. In the sense, the word damn, in the sense of, quote, damnation, I, I don't remember the what. I gotta probably look it up now. Okay, Google. Okay, damnation. According to Google's def, uh, definition from the Oxford, Oxford languages, in Christianity, a Christianity belief, com, condemning, condemnation to internal punishment in hell, sin that risks internal damnation, similar to the word. Condemned to hell. Damnation. Yeah. Copy. Oops. No, I wanted. I wanted to find it. Condemnation. Condemnation. That's the word that's in there. This is. The that word condemnation, the expression of very strong disapproval, censure, censure, s c e n s u r e, censure, censure. There was strong entered. Come, come, nation. Condemnation of the attack. The second definition is second definition is the action of condemning someone to a punishment sentence. Basically, just freaking condemnation. But the other phrasing that this is my personal belief, in the sense of this um, word and stuff like that, is that the um, if there's been a bit of parable or something in the sense of. Holding water back or holding somebody on one side of the wall kind of deal. It's the way I imagine the word, why the word has been like that. And that's why the word damn has been in quote, all this other stuff. Damn it. Like damn it. Especially damn it is really why it just putting the it on damn really does mean damnation. 
because it's part of the phrase damn it to hell kind of deal you're just not saying hell you're just saying damn it and I'm not saying trying to say damn it to hell because I just mean to say damn sometimes it comes in another phrase because it's that's how many times you've heard it over the years is just damn it you, no one ever says hell because they think hell is also a curse word. Most people don't want to say hell anyway. So bleh. so they just take hell off it and eventually just becomes damn it. And then eventually it becomes damn it to hell or, or I said that back wrong. Usually it was damn it to hell and then you couldn't say hell. So they just shorted to damn it. And then they just took out it and it was damn. And then eventually... Too many people were saying damn in certain phrases, especially in different communities or different ventures of the United States or other places in the world, and especially in music and stuff, and in the sense of vernacular of slang, that it's an exclamation, like how I said earlier. It was an, it's basically become an automatopoeia, and no one ever really uses it really, it really no one really uses it to damn it to hell hardly anymore or at all and if they do they're either old fashioned or they actually know their language enough to say oh because that's how much they've spent around the enough old people and stuff like that to hear that stuff or they're actually wanting to damn somebody to hell in the sense of because they're angry or they're just stupid or whatever and that's another thing the evolution of words whenever it came around in the school especially whenever I was in high school and middle school which was early 2000s so I graduated in 2011 and just in the span of one school year it was People name calling because they can name call because nicknames and other things. Then that sort of got outlawed. Then directly after that, but after that, people call calling people weird or calling people stupid. Then people couldn't say the word stupid anymore. Then somebody looked up in the dictionary or just remembered a phrase and started calling people queers because the definition was weird. That was a weird situation, or you're weird in the first thinking that kind of thing. And then eventually, too many numbskulls used it in a different tone. And eventually, the word queer got sort of abolished for saying that word. Then, it was retard. Or, it was retard, then queer. I can't remember which. I think it was retard first. Either way, they both got removed from the vernacular and the reason I know the retarded one more than the queer one is because the queer one was just like taken out of context and that's also I think when a TV show Queer Eye or something some fashion show with the word queer in it I can't remember I don't remember these years I do know I think it was my junior or sophomore year there was a quote giant petition slash big thing about the word retarded 
that you can't say the word retarded anymore. You you gotta say a different word or something. And you gotta sign this petition. Kind of, oh, so go on the flows. Sign in. I don't want to get in trouble. Kind of deal. So I'll just sign it. Yeah. Fucking hell. That's another thing. Fuck it to hell. That's an easier signing, saying phrase, and it's a little bit less offensive than damn it to hell. Eh. Eh. All depends on what bubble slash culture you grew up with. No one really cares. They're just words. And the, in the English American language, American English language and British English language or language slash country in the sense of whatever, insert country here, English. The word English has too many damn words in it. Oh my God. Just the, just the, the word damn I was talking about earlier has so many phrases. That's one of the reasons why English is the hardest language to learn for everybody. Because it has so many words. So many words. And the and that's also and because we have so many words, there's are there are other languages that have so little words that just one word can have an entire book of a entire book of definitions. Just that one word, depending on how you say it or how what your accent is or how you say it or how you accidentally put phrase it in the wrong context of your sentence. It, that one word can mean a numerous amount of details uh, or phrases. Also, if you accidentally say if it's if it's feminine, ma masculine, plural, or singular, and also depending on how you s accidentally enunciate the wrong part of the one word or one or just wrong, enunciate the wrong syllable of that one, of a letter of that one word, it can mean a crap ton of phrases. Oh my gosh. And that's where most people have their arguments or their mis or their miscommunication or or one of the main reasons why there's so many fucking wars or or why there's so many damn things that happened in the world. I think probably number two, if not number ten main reasons that it, it's never recorded. I know this for a fact. It's not recorded. If it is, shocker. I have no idea where it's at. But it's like the biggest thing that's never recorded of why an argument or fight happened is because of semantics of a one word being misused in a sentence or one word saying with a wrong said in the wrong attitude in the sense of passive aggressive or non -ag passive aggressive or said in a weird way in the sense of sarcasm or just saying one word and two people arguing the exact same thing the two people literally are actually saying the exact same thing they're literally arguing the same point the same point and they're arguing the only problem is one person said almost and the other person said all when they meant almost. 
or almost all. They didn't say almost. They didn't say that one word. And the sentence. They're literally arguing the fucking same thing. And because one person didn't put almost in their sentence when they said the, the starting sentence, they started the fucking argument. That is what I call semantics. Let's pull up Google again and see what semantics is. Hey, Google. Okay. Semantics. The branch of linguistics and logic concerns with meanings. There are a number of branches of sub-branches of semantics, including formal semantics, which studies the logical aspects of meaning, such as scenes, references, implication, 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 and logic form. Lexington, sentences, which studies words means, which studies word meanings and word relationships. The complication, complication, conceptual, semantics, semantics, which studies the con, structure of meaning. Second definition. Or something else. I think that was the phrasing. The, the summary. The meaning of a word. Oh, this is the actual definition. What I just read was the summary of the word. This is the actual definition. The meaning of a word. Phrase, set. Word, comma. Phrase, set. The meaning of a word, comma, phrase, comma, sentence, comma, or text, period. Plural noun semantics, an S. Example, such quabbling over semantics may seem petty stuff. All that is true. All that is true. Hey, Google. Oh, well. Well, it's almost been an hour. I need to get that rant off my chest and everything like that. Dang it. Or damn. Just damn. Oh, that felt good. Oh, yeah. I'll talk to you guys later. Hello, this is Sam. Kill Hall. Samuel. Yeah. This is Kill Hall, Sam or Samuel. This is Kill Hall, Hall Ball and Sam, Samuel. Welcome to this episode.
This has been Sam Kilhall and Harbaugh. Thanks for listening.